Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 42 Podcast. We are celebrating our 39th episode in almost an entire year of podcasting. What, what? We're getting close. We're getting close. Uh, As always, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan, is here, and so is Super Lackey. He's back. Mr. Keith. What's up, everybody? How are y'all? Uh... Oh, you know, it's another day in the life. It's almost Christmas. I don't like Norton. Huh? Norton has uh, this virus. Oh, it keeps yeah. popping up on my computer because I haven't paid for the subscription. It's a virus. <laughs> Any virus is a virus. It's like I didn't put it on here. It just came on here automatically, which I don't even know where, from like the Windows CD that I bought? Uh, Probably. I think your motherboard. Maybe your I motherboard. I think, I think your motherboard comes with a, a standard uh, anti-fire software, depending on what company paid for it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Things you learn. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this will be probably our last podcast of 2015, I'm guessing, because next week is right before Christmas, and the next week is right after Christmas, so we'll probably see you yeah. in January after this. So yeah, maybe after Christmas, but probably not. Probably not. But for sure, taking off Christmas. But for sure, taking yeah. off Christmas, and what'll be crazy is when we come back, it'll be the 40th episode, and it'll be really close to our one-year anniversary. And Star Wars will be out. And Star and Wars will be out. Yes. Oh yes, hey, yes, yes. spoiler alert: Luke gets his hand cut off. <laughs> his other one? No, I just made you nervous, <laughs> though, right? For like half a second, you were like, "Don't do this." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the the hatred on the internet for like spoilers oh. are like, if you spoil this movie, you deserve to have your car lit on fire, <laughs> <laughs> flipped over and burned, and or cut your arm off. Like, you know? Even Whoa. today, I started Whoa. seeing stuff popping up on Twitter, like little itty bitty spoilers. I'm like, oh damn it, no, no, the internet is not supposed to turn into a not safe place until Thursday. That's when I know it's okay to turn off. Like I know, I'm like after Thursday, I'm not going to be able to look at Twitter or mm. anything else. It's going to be oh. the worst day at work on Friday. Stay off Reddit. Stay off Twitter. Stay off Twitch. I, I downloaded. Twitch. I downloaded books and old podcasts just for this <laughs> for this purpose. The thing is, like, I've got to make it till Saturday. Right. Or Sunday. I got to make it till Sunday. Yeah, but you're going Sunday, eh? Yeah, yeah, one thirty. Hey, we have a, you know, it's uh, one of those AMZs with reserve seating. Fuck yeah. So okay, it's got the restaurant and the bar, so we're going to go early and get some drinks and eat some, you know, eat some lunch and maybe take a flask of Jameson in with us. Who who knows? We're going to get crazy. It's Star Wars. We're going to get crazy. We're going to go crazy up in here. It's Star Wars. What's up? Speaking of star things, have you y'all seen the new Star Trek trailer? I am not sold at all. It is terrible. I'm out. Like as soon as he started jumping the motorcycle, it. I was like, "Nope." Well, you know who the director is, right? Yes, and that's why I'm definitely out for sure. Like after, I mean, uh, In the Darkness wasn't a great Star Trek movie, but it gave me a glimmer of hope of maybe, maybe we could get a new episode, you know, or a new, new, a new good Star Trek. No, not anymore. It's over. No, this is Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious in space. In space. But not on space because the spaceship wrecked and that already was shown in the trailer. 
What the fuck? <laughs> Ever since generations, everyone has been trying to wreck the Enterprise. <laughs> Which is one of the more iconic scenes in the entire series, I would argue. Like what, the what, saucer yeah. section, like, you know, going through the... Like a glacier. Well, That's is... when you realize how big the Enterprise was. Just knocking over just mountains and shit. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, God damn, how big was that thing? It held like fifteen or 20,000 people, I think. Right, which is like smaller than your stadium at, you know what I mean? I mean, I know it's houses, but I mean, I guess it is a small city. Well, yeah, but you also have to have like yeah, all the engineering and yeah, small city, like tomball size, in the sky. In the sky. Uh, let's see if the wiki will tell us. Nope. So that's enough mass that at warp it could just fly into a into a planet and destroy it. If it didn't slow down, yeah, it would just. I mean, you got to ask how that's going to work in warp because because it's bending. You know, it's well, they come out of warp and don't cut any speed, just turn it into molten metal. You know, like a four, you know, several <laughs> miles above the atmosphere. Just full, you know, just full impulse power away, just not trying to. No, just come out of warp without slowing down. Like just well, you can't because warp. Oh, that's right. The warp, warp is the actual thing. Pulls the universe into waves, and that's how it can go faster. No, that was a different episode. No, the, that's how warp drives work. Warp drive is a bubble, and you're slipping into subspace. Same thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. But you're it, thinking it's... about the other episode where they generate that Tellarian wave or whatever they called it <laughs> that the guys wrote on, and it was such a big deal because they wouldn't need warp drive. <laughs> Anyway, never mind. I'm lost. Don't even, don't even know what's going on. Start right watching now. Star Trek, buddy. Get gotta, in. You gotta get up with the times. Catch up. <laughs> anyway, did you see the uh, fight Saturday? No. I saw the GIF. Did you see the GIF afterwards? Sunday, <laughs> you know, Sunday morning. I heard it was like, like, thirty seconds or something. Was it even that thirteen? <laughs> thirteen dollars. It was four dollars and fifty six cents a minute. Or a second to watch the fight, to pay for the pay-per-view. Yeah, Conor McGregor just knocked him out. Just just straight up, yeah. Just was dives there? the first punch, connects with the counter, and then eats the you know the third punch, or the second punch from Aldo, but he was already passing out, so it didn't have the full punch behind it. Right. But, I mean, even still, it still kind of knocks Conor back. He's like, ugh. But it was over. <laughs> Not too bad for what I like. How much did he make that? Like a million dollars or something? He got paid. He got paid mm. big time. But what he really got paid in is future money. Future money? He's, yeah. His next fight, he can just tell the UFC that he wants $40 million or he's not talking to him. Because he, like, is is it because, like, he's going up against, like, somebody? Or is it just because he's getting to, like, the Ronda Rousey point? To the Ronda Rousey point? Mm. He's more popular than Ronda Rousey was. He's such a character, you know. He, he dresses in Armani suits and wears a you know a man bun, and he's got tattoos and wears Rolexes. You know, he told um, his last fight, the the fight, not this one, but the one before. He told Dana White that he would bet him a million dollars that he knocks the guy out in the third round by you know hammer fist or some you know whatever he said it was some technique, and that's exactly how he did it. You know, he's just that kind of guy. He just calls his shots. Just real. He's a 
He's from Ireland, so he's got a real Irish, you know, that accent. And you know how the Irish can just talk shit with the best of them? <laughs> and he's just like Babe Ruth or Frank Sinatra, you know, just that kind of just fucking badass. And then he he goes in there and beats, um, say, the guy that he beat Saturday night was the champion. Okay. Conor McGregor was the interim champion for the last year because this guy was uh, out sick. Like he had hurt something and was out hurt. So they had to replace him for a year. So McGregor had the – so there was two bites, uh, belts. They were unifying the championship. Right, okay. Saturday night. That's why it was mm-hmm. such a big deal. And everybody was – I mean, McGregor was the underdog in Vegas. And the fight ends in 13 seconds. <laughs> Vegas lost its mind so bad. Have you seen the videos from the people in at the uh, casinos? Uh-huh. The Irish, like the Irish guys, the fans, they bum rush the casino, and the entryway in the actual casino floor. Which you think of a casino, like how much security is at a casino? Uh, it, more than just about anywhere else in the country. <laughs> There's thousands of people. There's so many people that they're climbing up on the lion at the MGM Grand, <laughs> right? Taking their shirts <laughs> off and singing, you know, like you know, pub songs. Drinking songs. <laughs> There's so many people that the 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 security is not trying to stop them. They're just trying to. Keep him away from the tables. Keep the order in the shit. Yeah, it was. It's insane. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's got a whole fucking country behind him. He's a badass. Yeah, he's. He's the new. Yeah, the new UFC star, huh? Period. Yeah, he's more popular than the UFC is now. I can see. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I can see that. Like, the UFC is just a vehicle for the personalities. For this one, yeah. Before it's always been about the UFC, but the you know the Godzilla on the uh, you know on the horizon is coming. That John Jones is going to be a thing to be reckoned with when he comes back. <laughs> Holy shit! Have you seen his Instagram? I have not. Deadlifted six hundred pounds last Monday. Jesus, That's the huge. bars all bending and shit. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, he's gonna be fighting in heavyweight. Like I used, I used to be a, str- I used to be pretty strong, but never that strong. <laughs> I don't think I could deadlift two hundred pounds right now. No, well, I mean, if you already had the technique down, maybe, maybe, but maybe. like it takes a while to like really get the technique correct, so you're not like breaking something in your back. He was struggling. You could tell it looked dangerous. Well, it's three shit. people he's lifting. <laughs> three full-grown adults. It's three of me. One, yeah, <laughs> that's Six a lot of weight. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, we've just been uh, we've been watching a lot of like Netflix and Hulu originals recently. So that's been taking up most of my viewing time. We finished Jessica Jones, which is pretty good. Uh, we watched through Casual on Hulu, which is this. Like very TVMA adult comedy, like and it's really funny, but it's also really kind of dark. Like it's really, it was really good. We watched we watched the entire first season in the last two days, which isn't that hard. It's only ten episodes, but still, and they're twenty minute episodes. But yeah, we binged through it. But yeah, it was really good. We started the Man in the High Castle tonight. Which I'm very looking forward to. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. Uh, it's uh, based on a Philip K. Dick novel, and it's you said Dick. Yes. The um, 
the premise is <laughs> what if Germany won the war? And it's based in the United is this, is this the one where what if Germany won the war and then inside of that book there's another story of if Germany didn't win the war? Something like that, yeah. Like I'm only an episode meta. in I'm only an episode in. Like there's this really like crazy part though where it's like like he guys on the side of the road talking to a cop because he had a blowout and because it's based in like sixty two and this like white stuff starts floating down the sky and he's like, Well what's that? And he's like, Oh, you know, it's just local hospital. They burn the invalids and the elderly on Tuesdays. It's like, wow, that's that's something. <laughs> Yeah, they just want—they wanted to let you know this yeah. is the kind of show we're we're going with. Yeah, and you know, it's a, dy- a-, a dystopian Germany, mm-hmm. and it's Amazon, and so there's this little bit of neutral zone, and like Japan owns the west coast to the Rockies, and basically Germany owns the east coast to the Rockies. And right, and so far the story's been split between America, Japan, and America, Germany. So it's it's, it's pretty good so far. Lots of lots of character character actors in it uh would recommend it at least just off the first episode it's slow but it's good it has potential it sounds like it has it really a lot does. of potential one of my one of my friends i told him about it because i had heard about it and i've just been waiting to get to it and he's like yeah i binged the entire thing in two days I'm like holy shit balls dude he, he doesn't really do that too often so i'm pretty excited about it oh this is so you can um it's like an Amazon, like a yeah, Netflix it's an Amazon special original. You can just, you yeah. can just binge it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. Do you like consuming your media that way? Um, yeah. There's it, something to be said about watching Star Trek over seven years. There and is really connecting with the character. Right. Um, the, the older shows are is really cool to watch it that way. I mean, it's nice to be able to binge, but it is also nice to have connected. But so many of the newer shows are designed to be binged. Yeah, they're like that, long movies. Yeah, they're basically ten episode movies. Um, yeah. I mean, but some shows you just can't. You just like I can't do. Like Jessica Jones, you know, it took us three, four weeks to get through. You know, a couple episodes a week kind of thing. You know, just because it's a really dense, thick show and just, just kind of plotted along. This Man in the High Castle probably be the same way where I only do like a couple episodes a week, you know, in between okay. other things and everything else. Huh. I bought, because YouTube lets you buy movies off of it now. Uh-huh. And I bought Cats Don't Dance for five bucks. Do you know that movie? I do not know that movie. Oh my God. What a great movie. What it is is a... Uh, I won't spoil it too much, but animals have personalities, you know, like Disney, like fully, what is that? Anthropomorphized, uh-huh. right? They're fully anthropomorphized. And one of the, the main character is from a very small town in the Midwest, right? You know, where they grow wheat, you know, and he's that good old boy and he's going to Hollywood to become a famous actor. So there's normal, it's like, when was like Clark Gable and like... Gone with the Wind kind of movies. Like, like when was 20s, that? Twenties, thirties. So he's it's that time, you know. There's there's motor there's cars and stuff, but um, it's kind of a movie about prejudice, 
you know, because when he gets there, like, animals are just animal actors. Like, they just play a cat. Like, they say meow. He's like, you know, maybe I'll just jazz this up a little bit. Meow, 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 meow. You know, he's trying to make it cool, you know, because he wants to sing and dance in the movies like, like the humans do or whatever. Right. And it's just a show about, you know, that kind of, you can understand the kind of angst that would happen while he's trying to make his dreams come true. And he's so, not, you know, naive and um, innocent. The destruction of that is part of the... Oh, right, right. Right, right, right. Interesting. Great, great movie for kids, if you've got kids out there. Uh, there's a documentary on Amazon Prime that you can watch for free. It's called Nintendo Quest. I would recommend you watch it. Okay. It's all about this guy who gives himself 30 days to collect every Nintendo game ever. Okay. No, the NES game, not like Super Nintendo or anything. Right. It kind of follows around. I mean, you can tell it's kind of, you know, it was kickstarted and low budget, but it's it's an interesting journey as he like he starts in like basically Toronto near Toronto and like goes across Canada, the United States, like looking for these super rare titles and he's only got a limited budget, so he's wheeling and dealing trying to get the most cartridges and and obviously the big one is stadium events that you know is impossible to find. It's a, yeah, there's he said in the in the film there are six known boxes for stadium events. Like the box itself was worth money. Right, but I think there's more cartridges than boxes because people lost the boxes, right? Right, but still, yeah. uh, like if you have a in box mint, like one, right, thirty five hundred bucks or something, huh? Thirty five hundred? No, they're going for seventy or eighty G's on eBay. Like, damn, Nintendo games are becoming the new baseball cars. Like, I went to college and my mom threw all my games away. That's true. I wondered what it would be my whole life because I knew it happened to my grandparents. I didn't want it to happen to me. It's like, but I didn't ever collect anything. Yes, you did. You had 90 fucking 64 games. You know, 90 in 64 games. Right. You know, you had a box, like a closet full of your uncle's Super NES games. Like, they had stadium events. Like they did, I remember playing that game. Like we had the um, the trackpad, the power pad that went yeah. with it, and everything. Mm-hmm. Like we had it all. Like <laughs> I learned how to cheat. <laughs> like I remember that game. Yeah, it's so uh, yeah, it's worth watching. It's one of the free on Prime ones. If you have Amazon Prime, you can just go watch it. My mom didn't throw them away though. My mom sold them in a garage sale for like a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh no. I was mad at her then. I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, I didn't say fuck as a six year old, but I was pissed. <laughs> Is that my I games? would have. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't play them anymore. I'm like, you can't get rid of an Atari woman. Like, that's, that's, that's awesome shit. I wanted to keep that. Because I had the Atari and I had, you know, Pitfall and I had the Star Wars game. Mm hmm. Which made no sense. I don't think you could actually even play it. Like I don't think it. May, I don't think you're supposed to do anything in it. Oh yeah, I had the Atari. I had an Atari twenty six hundred for a long time. Um, let's see. Then I didn't have anything else until I got my Game Boy, like the original brick, like gray brick. Yeah. Do you know why they used a green screen? Why? Because it can show the most contrast for a single color. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's the most detailed image that they could produce using green. That's why, that's why all the old like first screens were green and like mm-hmm. stethoscopes or whatever that stupid 
thing is that shows you the lines. Right. The frequency of things. That's why those are green. You know, they could be blue. I mean, blue works, but you don't really see them in red and stuff because the con- the contrast isn't as good. Right. And then I had a 64, which I murdered <sighs> with 1080. Yeah. 1080 oh, that was the kill controllers. <laughs> like three weeks, you need a new one. Just like... <laughs> We're missing a good snowboard like game. Like we need I don't need something like fully like SSX. But I want something between SSX and uh 1080. Cuz remember 1080 was a little too simmy, a little too hard, you know? Yeah. I wanted something that was a little I like the big jumps that were on the uh crazy ones. I always liked uh the Amped series for Xbox. Maybe that would be cool. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Cuz like once you got built up enough, they had all these like back crunch country things you do like triple backflip, you know, twenty two hundreds or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Where you add all the modifiers as you're mm-hmm. flying through the air and get giant points. That's fun, but I don't want it to be. I don't want it to feel like a Nintendo game. You know what I mean? Right. I want it to feel a little more like a PlayStation game. Right. Mm-hmm. God, there were so many good action sports games on PlayStation, like uh, like Dave Mirror BMX. We played yeah. the shit out of that thing. <laughs> we played the shit out of the demo. I know. We did. We played the demo for a the, week. The Rasher. We played Rasher. a ton of. There was another skateboard game that wasn't Tony Hawk that we played a lot of too, but I don't remember what it was. I just remember playing it. Really? We played a shit ton of. T- yeah, I, I remember it very vividly, actually. I don't know. I can't remember. No, you don't. Yeah, dude. Thrasher and. There was another one that was more arcadey than Thrasher, but not quite as arcadey as Tony Hawk. Uh, something about Chad Muska pops up in my head. Maybe I don't. I don't remember. I'd, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, remember that one. Okay. And then let's see what else. Oh, God, we just played so many, <laughs> so many hours spent playing your PS One. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh man, man, we wore that shit out. <laughs> what was your favorite PS1 game? I mean, it's hard not to say Tony Hawk. Yeah, I guess that has to be. Um, that. What about for 64? Favorite 60. Oof, oof. What about you, Keith? And what's your favorite PlayStation games? PlayStation? Yeah, did you even play that, you young whippersnapper? Yes, I did. Was that even a thing? Do you even know what it looks like? I don't know too many PlayStation 1 games. I don't remember too many of them. I th- oh, correction. Tekken 1. I yeah. Never, I've never right, played okay. a game so Tekken. much. And Nintendo 64, it would have to be Torok. Torok 2. I love Torok 2. Oh, man. Uh, 64? Yeah. I don't really know. Were... I mean, Rogue Squadron was awesome. Like the Rogue, oh. Rogue Squadron series were great. That was one of the first games I can I hundred percented, like I really I like spent the time. Never could hundred percent. I got like ninety five percent. All goals, baby. Uh, I I mean I love ten eighty. That was, was so much fun. Not Tetris. Well, I was about to say he just clicked. He's like, you want to talk about hours spent? Hours it's got to be Tetris sixty four. Well, it's but, hard to describe to people how good you were at that game. Well, the problem with it, I got so good, it would take me an hour for it to get challenging. Yeah, for it to get And difficult. it's not like I could start ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I just, it, I would play for an hour to, like, try and increase my score by 100 or 200 or whatever, you know? Just right. Yeah, to play for five more minutes. 
right or it, 20 more or whatever if it was you screwed up hard. a minute 30 you were done yeah yeah it was so Start frustrating over. but i was so i was so good at it for a while you were maybe i should find that in like an emulator and just go to town you should now if you want to talk sega it's it's comic zone it's my favorite sega game which i love uh streets of rage is also really good that's the one i would pick streets of rage yeah mm-hmm. but i didn't play much sega so i don't have much to say uh i played a ton of sega I mean, it's sort of a, a crossover, but NBA Jam, so much fun. We used to, NBA Jam was a good game. Yeah, it was. Like, we used to, like, whenever all the family would get together, like, one of my cousins would bring over the Sega with NBA Jam, and we'd have, like, 12 people, including the adults, with a, you know, 12-person double elimination bracket tournament. <laughs> that would last for two days. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that sounds, like, fun. I missed that kind of stuff before the internet when families had to f- entertain each other. There was some fun in that. Yeah, and that's one thing I think like Nintendo does still really well are the party games. Like Absolutely. the past the controller games that no one really does anymore. No no game is designed to sit beside your friend and play together or or against, against or with and you're or, like yeah. screen sniping like like, oh yeah where is he where is he you're almost watching their screen more than you're watching your own screen yeah i like those games those are fun they can they, you can easily kill an evening doing that with your friends and drinking some beers or oh yeah well, even while you even while you're up here just like playing uh chase the sun you're just passing the controller back and forth that game was good for it we used to do that with uh, tony hawk though oh yeah tony hawk. you got one run plus a 10 second restart if you restart before the, <laughs> the in the first 10, 10 seconds, seconds. <laughs> It's like, we got to have a good start. Come on. We both agree on that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. It's funny how, like, you always had to, to build rules. Yeah. And that's they actually... generate. Oh, God. I, well, they just kind of generate over time. They kind of they solidify. I, I read this really interesting article from uh, Jonah Goldberg uh, a while ago, and he was talking about how regimented society and societies that control, like, everything their kids do are bad for the kids because the kids don't learn how to negotiate with each other and how to make their own rules and create their own societies. Because if you're on the playground and there are no adults around and you're playing a game, uh, rules will be developed. That's true. They will. Yeah, I don't think you have to teach anyone to play tag. Right. And And I don't don't think freeze tag is far behind. Yeah. uh Or or some form of hide-and-go-seek. Or hide and go stick is going to happen, right? But you know, the more it's controlled and the more structure you give the kids, they they aren't making the rules; they're being told the rules and they're playing by the rules instead of creating their own rules. So I thought that was a really interesting idea. Like by by having too much structure, you're actually hurting the kids because they don't know how to negotiate with each other. Interesting. Yeah, as a parent, I find a lot of, a, a lot of the times I want to be that. What Hollywood portrays is like, you know, that modern day kind of protective, like progressive parent. You know what I mean? Like really smart, knows, you know, the kid should eat this, should do this, should, you know, we should take him to, you know, all these different classes. And then there's a part of me that's just like, yeah, but he's also a person too. You know what I mean? Like he's not just a project. Like there's a part of like, you kind of got to let them do their own thing. Kind of like, here's fire, don't die. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I let him. I, I let him play with a fire the other night. You know, I mean, he's nine, so I think a nine-year-old can stick the end of a stick into a fire. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's like go ahead, and then after like about thirty, forty-five minutes of me kind of establishing, you know, watching and kind of semi-establishing somehow that you're supposed to work around fire, I went inside. All right, <laughs> fuck it. Go ahead. Do what you can do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that kind of stuff. Like giving him freedom. Like him and his friends. We're going to go camping. I was like, all right, go camping. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because we live on the ranch or whatever. It's like, go pinch a tent and go try to sleep out there. Don't mind that it's July and going to be 105 degrees tonight. Yeah, make a campfire and sleep beside that in a sleeping bag and see how long you make it. You know, it's like midnight. He comes back home and he's all sweaty, like just covered. He's like, can we just stay here? And I'm like, yeah, I've already made just things on the couch. I knew you were coming. Like, you know what I mean? Good try, son. (laughs) You'll be better next time. Wait till October. Instead of telling him, hey, it's going to be too hot. You won't like it. You know, it's like, no, it's better to just... He had an, you know, some type of adventure. He mm-hmm. learned some experience. You know, it's, there's a lot of times where I let my kid learn the hard way. Sometimes they got to. I think it's better for him. I think it's good for him. I mean, now when it comes to like electricity, yeah. I just flat out tell you, hey, don't fucking touch it as many times as I can before you stick a knife in there and learn it, you know, like we all did. <laughs> they meant it. They really meant it. That shit's hot. Don't stick things in there. Yeah. I mean, I think we all did that, right? <laughs> At least once, a key. I think mine a was knife. a penny. <laughs> he stuck <laughs> a copper penny. <laughs> I don't remember. It's all kind of fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can remember is the blue ball. Like I remember, like it generated like a blue, uh, like a blue ball of like white light. You know, like it is it sparked, and then the smell. That's all I can remember of it. <laughs> <laughs> my son did it with an uh, with a butter knife mm. and i saw him like like i come into the room as he's doing it so he's did like he laid across mm-hmm. the prongs or did he stick it in the the socket the sideways b- beside oh. like beside the plate you know like uh-huh. into the box itself and touched it <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing it you know because i told him like his whole life don't mess with it, you know? Right. And he looks at me and he's got this look of like, ow, I don't want to be in trouble too. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you learned your lesson, son. You're straight. Like, don't even worry about it. Just give me the knife and don't complain. Just like, yep, you learned. Don't tell your mother. Man, we were sitting at <laughs> I don't want to throw him under the bus too bad. But he's kind of like Aaron. And that should be enough for, for Jacob. <laughs> He's really smart, really smart, right? But not too bright. But not too bright. So they, like he's, I mean, he gets 98s and 90s at school and does, you know, I mean, 99s and 98s without even trying. Like it just, at this point in my academic career, I was failing. I was struggling miserably and he doesn't even, you know, nothing struggles. But a good example <laughs> is they bring the fajitas out, you know, and it's on that metal plate that's sizzling you know that cast iron thing right mm-hmm. and i'm like that's really hot do not touch it you know and he goes yeah how hot and he sticks his finger on it 
and he pulls it off and he's like holy shit you know you can just see that look in his eyes like oh my god it's just like yeah that hot i just slid the water over to the you know they bring you ice water it's like stick it in there son he had like flash fried it like you're flash frying like fish you know uh-huh. what i mean like where uh-huh. it blackens the f- it was a solid piece of rubber calloused plastic that he like just melted on the you know he just melted the uh-huh. skin into like this after like a day or two he just peeled it it didn't even blister like it just kind of seared the it didn't even hurt him that bad i was like wow you got lucky for being such a crazy kid what possessed you to do that you know what i mean like, oh, fuck. see how smart daddy is no he, he would just he's how hot you know that's how his mind worked like, well how hot there are things in this world that are hot enough you can't touch. That hot, that hot, you can't touch them. But I can't complain too much. I did it with a uh, with a cigarette lighter out of a car. I know that's hot. It's glowing red. I'm like 13, but there's a part of me. No, I might have been like 16. You know, and I'm just like messing with it, and it pops out, and it's like glowing red, and I'm like, I wonder how hot. Like, how hot is it really? So I stuck it back in there, and let it, you know, pop back out again, and then said. It was so goddamn hot. It was so fucking hot that it turned my skin white and I didn't feel a damn thing. <laughs> like it just instantly fried it, cooked all the nerve endings off, right? And I could just, I just peeled it off and it just left a layer of like fresh skin underneath. Like it just fucking hot. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah, it's hot. That's how hot. Really hot. <laughs> it's, how, it's that hot. So I guess he's a little bit like his dad. <laughs> I'm a curious soul. What can I say? Now I know. Yeah, I just wait till he starts rollerblading. Oh, <laughs> It'll be all downhill from there. Yeah, they're gonna be doing it with some type of weird like hoverboard things, those Segway stuff. There's gonna be like aggressive Segwaying. <laughs> like backflip. Backflip no hander. I'm seeing them out in the wild more often. Oh, it's segways? Yeah, not the segways. Or the hoverboard the, things? Yeah, with the it's a segway without the arm, you know, where you right, without the yeah, handlebars. Yeah. And they're smaller. I'm starting to see them. Yeah, they're getting like Amazon's banning them because they're catching on fire. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the off-brand ones, they're making them with crappy batteries and they don't have a fail-safe from them overcharging so they just burst into flames. No shit. Yeah, lipos do that. Yep. <laughs> It's it's also killing his business too. The actual like hoverboard maker is like no one wants to buy his products anymore because they uh, they assume his is going to burn up too. But his all have all the sulfate, uh, you know, so it can't really do that. So he he said that if you're going to buy one, don't buy one that's under like four hundred dollars because then they're made out of cheap parts and they're just going to burst in flames. Because I've seen him, he, uh, it was like during uh, Black Friday, you can buy them for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, Walmart. I'm like, I'm like, that can't be the real one. There's no, no way. No, I, it four or five hundred at the least. Hey, it, it's a good rule of thumb. Anything that's really nice that you are gonna you're gonna want to keep for a long time, is usually around five hundred dollars. Yep. Unless it's you know, like a certain size, it's not that doesn't hold true. But it pretty much holds true. <laughs> like yeah, pretty, if you spend if you drop five hundred on something, it's probably going to be quality yeah worth keeping i mean now obviously the the value or i guess the monetary number scales with size 
like in mass. right. Well, like a good pair of shoes, you're going to spend like 150 on. Right. Like, you know, have... a good keyboard, 150 bucks. Right. But a really good mic, you know, it's about 500 dollars. Yeah, but a really good mic will last 20 years. A really good telescope, about 500 bucks. But you can give it to your grandson. Like it'll be that mm. good. You know, a 500 dollar watch. Oh yeah. He can give it to his grandson. You know what I mean? Like it'll work. You know. Like five hundred dollars seems to be kind of about the number where things start becoming nice. Spend five hundred dollars on a you know set of dinners like a dinner uh, steak knives like a full kitchen you know knife set. I mean that's that's kind of low end, but <laughs> that's low. End. Yeah, I know, I know, but still. I always joke for the fastest way I could spend ten grand is going to William and Sonoma in the mall. Like I could spend ten grand for the kitchen like that. Oh, I could too. Like, and, yeah. Like the butcher knife is four hundred dollars. <laughs> is it really? Oh yeah, like the really nice ones. We got a really nice. Well. Oh, nice. so all right. So never mind. It's five hundred dollars a knife. That's, a knife. that's when you know. That's when you know you're buying good knives. Right. But, I mean, about the number. Yeah, I would say that it's for the really good knives. They start about a hundred bucks a knife. We got a set that was, I guess, about that. My wife, man, she just cuts the shit out of her hands every time she uses them. They're so they're so sharp. Like every my time she cooks. My dad finally invested. Like I don't know how much he spent. Like it wasn't several hundred though. I know it was more than that. And they're made out of porcelain. Mm-hmm. You That's, never have to sharpen them. Yep. They are dangerously fucking sharp. Yes, he's cutting. Are. He's cutting like bacon or chicken something up with it, right? And it's during like um a party kind of thing that was going down, you know? So one of the ladies comes over and goes, let me do that for you. And he's like, all right. But as he hands the knife over, he's like, this will fucking cut your finger off. Do not make a mistake with this knife. Every time you make a cut, think about that. It will cut your finger off, right? <laughs> like a minute later, she's like, ow, right? And she, you know, she kind of hides it and she covers it and she bleeds or whatever. The next day, you know, when, you know, she, her, her pride isn't so wounded, damn near cut the fucking end of her finger off like should have gone to the hospital like it damn near cut all the like the whole thing off it was all folded up. it seems like holy shit she's like yeah you're right it's like yeah don't make a mistake <laughs> after after the last time my wife slid her finger open i i bought her a pair of cut resistant gloves off of amazon <laughs> chain mail <laughs> kind of like it's like it's like Kevlar and like some, like stretchy material. It's not like cut proof, but right. it's it yeah. Helps. So I was like, that's worth twelve dollars. Click. <laughs> she bled for hours and hours. The worst I ever did. You know those those longer knives that are serrated and they'll have like the uh-huh. like the prongs on the end for flipping like steaks over or what? I don't even I don't even know what it's for. I don't know what it's for. Anyway, they got those little prongs on the end, the two little sharp points. My mom bought some of those like $30 gimmicky knives that you buy like at the mall, you know, like somebody over, right. you know, can oversell that. Buy this and get these too. Those are the sharpest goddamn knives on the fucking planet, man. Like they're <laughs> flimsy and they don't, you know, they're not like good knives, but when it comes to cutting shit, goddamn it, and they don't ever dull. Like they were right. Like these are lifetime proof samurai steel, you know, whatever knives. Anyway, she um I was cleaning the dishes and she threw him in the. She threw that knife, that one with the prongs, into the soapy end, the soapy water, and I didn't see it. And I reached down into the water to grab the next 
plate or whatever, you know, whatever's in the whatever's in the water, right? Right. You know how you do? Fucking stabbed it right there, like where the fingernail is. Oh. Like, I was like, Argh! you know how to? Oh. I made her finish. Fuck it. Here, you finish the dishes. <laughs> you and that stupid knife. Hope you cut your finger. They're cool though. My dad's knives are badass. They're like all jet black, and they're all one material. Like the mm. handle goes into the blade, and it's all. Oh, it's like, wow, that does look ceramic like ceramic is vicious, yeah. vicious, vicious. <sighs> it only gets stronger when it gets hotter too. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, but they're easy to like. You can destroy it by hitting it like a bone. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. they're brittle. Yeah. That's why you're like, be fucking careful with this knife. I paid way too much of it. And I'm careful, you know, I have to be liable for you cutting the end of your goddamn finger off. <laughs> you should get him some of those cut-resistant gloves for Christmas, just as sort of a gag gift. Like, here you go, Dad. <laughs> Save your hand. <laughs> yeah, he got a whole set of them. It's pretty cool. <coughs> oh, man, I had this amazing drink uh, this weekend. And it was cool. Yes, it was just all bourbon and a little bit of, like, cherry. Uh, well, it was bourbon, <laughs> but it was mesquite smoked bourbon that they smoked in front of me. Yeah, here, here's cool. the video. Right there. Leave it. What is he doing? There, there's a, so he's got the cup. Right. And they put mesquite chips on top of it, and so there's ice that'll draw the smoke in. Okay. And they just like they just smoke the shit out of the mesquite chips with like a cream brulee torch, okay. and just go to town. They mix it up. Oh, it was good. It was intense. It was like brisket bourbon. <laughs> it was pretty good. Did the slow down? So the bourbon's on, underneath at the bottom. The bourbon's underneath and some ice. So the all ice will, the rocks with the ice in there. Right, because the ice will draw the smoke down. Because it cools. Well, it creates a low pressure, and smoke moves from high pressure. Well, air moves from high pressure to low pressure. Oh, that doesn't sound like it would work that way, though. It's a it's a single vessel. Like once it cooled it off, like wouldn't. Well, yeah, but it's enough of a change because of the heat from the fire. Okay. Okay. And so, so anyway, it's enough of a local. So there's something they put on top of the glass. Yeah, like a strainer, and they fill it full of mesquite chips, and they take a torch to it, and they they let it fill up. And then they, they probably do it for a good 30, 30 seconds to a minute, just smoking the shit out of this thing. Is and it filling the room up with smoke also? No, uh, it's just right there. And then, you know, they eventually put something on top of it to contain it. And then they mix it like a mixed drink with the smoke and everything. And then they serve it to you. So they pour it through the burnt charcoal parts and then like. Uh, no, no, they don't, they don't pour it through the wood. They just, they, 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 they pull the wood, they put the, the cup on top of it and shake it and give it to you. That sounds gross, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it was pretty good. I don't, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I don't know if I'll ever have it again, but it was really good. The experience was probably worth it. Like the whole event is fun, but it was yeah, probably like, eh, this is. No, it was pretty good. It was like barbecue bourbon. Like it tastes it tasted like eating brisket. In bourbon form. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, wow. that sounds miserable. Here's the bourbon. Here's the bourbon. <laughs> <sighs> oh. 
This is like the campfire story episode. We're just like telling campfire stories. Yeah, we're kind of just... It's the holiday season, it's man. Holidays. I didn't put hardly any effort into this. We got like two links on our right. Slack. It's like, yeah, neither, none of us really gave a fuck. It's just like... I'm, yeah. just, I'm tired. Yeah, we're all just being friends tonight. Yeah. So, chilling. since it is Christmas, what's your favorite favorite Christmas special? Oh, speaking of... Okay, I guess we'll get into this. Um, <laughs> my favorite Christmas special is probably Santa Claus. The one with Tim Allen, the first one? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that movie. To this day, it still holds up. Kick-ass movie. But I did watch Rudolph recently. The claymation one? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the <laughs> first time it clicked on, like, I don't know why, but it was just the fr- I guess we're getting more progressive as a society, so I'm more sensitive to these things. I'm like, oh, no one likes Rudolph until he was useful. It's like, so the moral of the story is, like, if you're going to be different, you better be damn fucking useful. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, you, you're not going to make it as a, you know. And Santa Claus in that movie is kind of a dick. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that movie's, like, way worse than I thought it was. It's full of prejudice and, I don't know, it's weird. And it and it's like a time capsule because it's done in such a way that it's done without any irony or any sense of making fun of itself or, you know, or self-awareness. Right. You know what I mean? It's just very... It's so ingrained in, I guess, the entire culture that that just seemed normal. Like, that was just portraying how people would have normally been. And it's just like, wow, that's really weird. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was a weird movie, dude. I was watching it with my kids, and I'm like, I don't know if we're going to watch this anymore. <laughs> that kind of mean, and it's kind of shitty. He should have just stayed on the island of misfit kids, like toys. That's where he should have just stayed and hung out. Started his own fucking... Christmas with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> like you should have just been like, our place is way cooler. Dick Santa. I mean, Dick only. I mean, Santa only needs him when he's useful. And then everybody's like, "Oh, you're our hero." It's like, what's the difference? Anyway, it's supposed to be an underdog story. It's no, it's not. To... no, it's not. No, it's not. Terrible. <laughs> what's your favorite, Jacob? Oh, I mean, I've, I've got to go with Charlie Brown. Really? Even though it is really slow, it's super slow. It's, I love, especially I love, its day standards. Like every year, it gets a little older. Uh, yes, 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 it does. But and, I, it I love until like two thousand nine. That's when it finally started to like age for me. Where I'm like, okay, this is. But I, I love Charlie Brown. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, love the, I love the um, the meaning they try to portray in it. Yeah, like they they do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus is hilarious. Yeah, that's the that's the best of the modern day ones. Yeah, that's a. I mean, you know, I ha- you always have Die Hard. I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> that's right. That is right. That's one of the best. Keaton, <laughs> yeah. okay, come on, buddy. Uh, Google it. What's your I, favorite? I get, I, get, I get a lot of flack for it, but uh, my favorite thing to watch is the Christmas Story. I just love that watching Ooh, that movie. That's a good one. I just love watching that movie. Yeah, that is a good, a good one. one. That is a good one. That's up there with Charlie Brown and classics, you know, scale too, though. It's mm-hmm. yep. a good one. You know what's another modern day one, like a modern day cartoon that I really enjoyed? What's that? I thought the Polar Express was an awesome movie. Yeah. You didn't like it? It, was, it just, it didn't, I don't know, it didn't resonate with me. Really? Yeah. Mm. But I'm heartless, so... Interesting. 
I really liked it. I liked how it was so difficult to understand. Yeah. Like, is this a dream? Did he really experience it? You know, it was very Inception-like for me. Because you know how kids are. They watch it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those things is like the more I watch, you know, I didn't like it in the, like the first like 10 viewings. Like I did not enjoy it at all. But like the more I watched it, the more complicated it became and the more I was like, what's going on? It was like the Matrix. It just became like one of those movies like every time you watched it, you noticed something else. And it's you like, want- oh, I wonder. You know, I was actually thinking about when I saw Polar Express, and this might be one of the reasons. Is you didn't watch it. You were with some girl. No, that's the thing is, I actually went to the theater by myself and watched the Polar Express by myself in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because I had no one to go with. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, but as Christmas yeah. things go, you know, you got it's it's a Wonderful Life classic. That's true, but I like um. Oh yeah, that is it. That is the one. Yeah. There's there's only that one from then. I'm trying to think if there's another like must see for me. Like Charlie Brown's pretty much my must see if you're like the holiday season. I'll watch it once. My must sees are definitely Charlie Brown and uh, the Christmas Story. Yep. Yeah, I've probably watched the Christmas Story like ten years in a row. <laughs> I would watch Santa Claus, but that's one of those movies that's very difficult to find. It's not on YouTube, it's not on Amazon, and it's not on Netflix. Yeah, you can, like, voodoo it. Yeah. You want to pay the two bucks. I got the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> that shows its age a little bit. Okay. It does. So not Christmas-specific, but what is one of your oddest holiday traditions? Or traditions you used to have. Well, ever since I've had a kid, uh-huh. playing Santa Claus. Okay. You know. Oh, spoiler alert! I don't think we have kids listening to this, right? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, you're just, you're just playing Santa Claus. I mean, that's true. I'm not the actual Santa Claus. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But you, that 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 point when you're, you're the Santa the, Claus subcontractor. Right. Yep. That point when I'm um when everybody else has gone to bed. This is I've done this for the last like four or five years. Maybe one other person is still up. But it's like midnight, one o'clock. And there is something about Christmas Eve, early Christmas morning that there is a stillness to it. Because it's so in the dead of winter and it's quiet and it's cold usually and everybody's asleep. There's usually maybe a fire. There's the lingering smell of cookies. You know, the only thing that's lit in the entire house is the Christmas tree because we don't put our Christmas tree out. Like, we turn it off every night except for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck it, we can just burn the house down at night. Like, none of, <laughs> we'll just all go to sleep and we'll just hope it's here in the morning. You know, that kind of thing because we never turn it off for Christmas or Christmas night anyway. So that'll be on, the. you know, maybe there's a little bit of fire burning or it just went out, that smell of cookies, the feelings from the, you know, that, that Christmas Eve. Because we go to my grandmother's and everybody comes, like lots of people. You know, like six people sleep over and the extended family is like 28 or something stupid with all of the wives and kids and, you know. So anyway, that that energy is still around and that sitting there and drinking like a cup of coffee or uh, hot cocoa and that just let, letting that that whole experience just wash over you. You know what I mean? Like just, oh, I'm just kind of sitting in this like 
peace on earth, you know, that feeling of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like just really yeah. embodying that Christmas spirit, you know, like where they stopped fighting in World War II. You know, that, that spirit of Christmas, I try to invoke or just try to experience, to me, that Santa Claus spirit, you know, like as it goes over, you know, and as, that, as it happens, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of, because I believe in Santa Claus, like even today, like <laughs> I, st I still believe, I can't help it. So that feeling of kind of being part of it now as you sit and watch and it, it goes over. Because you know at about the same time that you're doing it, so is everybody else, you know, so, you know, Santa Claus is kind of doing its thing, you know, like, I don't know, the spirit of Christmas to me, like that true essence of that feeling of Christmas parties and warm cookies and hugs from your grandma and laughter from your friends you know like i don't know that's my i try to that's my that's my personal tradition that i try to hold up like doing that and then other than that i've spent every night of my entire i mean every christmas eve my entire life at my grandma's i've that's never not nice. been there so that's a tradition i guess what's yours other uh, than the, the death conversation from your mother <laughs> that I've well been part i wasn't of. thinking christmas because i really don't have a Big Christmas. That's, I mean, that's a holiday tradition in your house, too. It is a holiday tradition. Uh, <laughs> my mother, uh, from her grandmother, because my grandmother used to have a professional porcelain studio. That's what she did. She made or ceramics. Yeah, right. ceramic studio. She made ceramic things. And she gave her this. It's about three and a half foot tall Santa. Yes. Perfectly, of, beautifully painted. It's made out of porcelain. Or ceramic, you know. It's 50 years old now. Yep. And it used to sit on the hearth of the fireplace. In, <laughs> which is brick. Which is brick. On top of hardwood floor. There's no carpet anywhere. <laughs> like, And she had six kids. <laughs> and she would... So not just six kids. Six, six boys. boys. And so, it, as was tradition <laughs> in my home, the... Christmas decorations went up the day after Thanksgiving. My mama uh, loves Christmas. She wants, she would listen to Christmas music every month of the year if my dad let her. She does a Christmas in July kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the speech went something like this. It, it varied over the years, but it, there were certain parts that, and you you heard some of it, at least. That's why I'm laughing, because <laughs> I can remember her, the face she was making. The most she, serious, I am not fucking around at all, I will cut your dick off and make you eat it kind of look. <laughs> like, you will go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she would revoke, she would revoke <laughs> God and send you straight to hell. And it was... I, my grandmother made me made this Santa for me when I was in the third grade. It is the most important thing that I own. If you break it, I will insert level of punishment. And every year, it got worse. It went from breaking every bone in your hand to breaking your arms to your arms and your legs. And then it eventually got to, I will murder you I will in your sleep. Touch you. Yeah. And so that that was the big Ingalls family tradition, and there was no hint of irony or playing around no. at all. No, but she said she would stab you in your sleep. You were like, "Yes, ma'am, I, I I absolutely believe you. You know where I sleep, and you will do it." So, okay, yes, ma'am. She tempted fate every year, 
And every year, even fate was like, nope, I'm not fucking with it. Nope, not even fate was, not even God was like, yeah. There was a couple of times where it came close. Like, I remember one time specifically, someone bounced a tennis ball off it on accident. And it kind of wobbled. <laughs> and everyone was like... <laughs> the whole world went still for half a second. Yeah, it did. You, 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 you just feel like... You okay. can see it on seismographs. There was some dude in California going, what? Okay, now we're back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my otter traditions, which I don't really, which I don't do anymore, is for about seven years, every Valentine's Day, I watched horror movies. You're such a weird person. I know. You're eccentric you, on purpose. But, well... Which is what makes you weird. Well, here's here's the weird thing. First off, it happened is it started in high school with a friend of mine, and we both didn't have dates, and we weren't gonna like, we weren't like that with each other, you know. But we were like, hey, let's just hang out. We'll get pizza. We'll dress up. We'll watch horror movies. It'll be we'll stupid. Fuck. It'll be fun. Yeah, you know, we were fifteen, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did that, and it started. And then it, it wasn't until I was like. With somebody else that asked you, why do you have this tradition? Where you well, were like, no, but oh, the thing is, it always ended up to where, even though I dated a lot and had some long-term girlfriends, I never had one on Valentine's Day. So it just kind of kept perpetuating. I'm like, well, screw it, I'm alone, but let's just watch Saw. <laughs> <laughs> Here, watch a dude's half of his face get ripped off the skull. Then, I feel I, so much better about love. This one girl I dated, like our first date was on Valentine's Day, and we decided to go see a movie, and that was the only one that was showing at the time. So we're like, screw it, we'll go see Saw Three. So we saw Saw Three. So your tradition happened to stand off and or like continue anyway. That's yeah, it, it was like <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. So that was one of my weird traditions that I just had. Um, I'm trying to think if I have, if I have any other just odd traditions like for me personally huh just like weird traditions then i think let me see Ugh. i mean the last several years i've been watching my watch intently for the new year to come because i'm like god damn it get this year over with that does seem to be a trend man it feels like ever since i became an adult <laughs> yeah ever since i became an adult <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe next year will be better. Maybe. We're hoping. Nope. Nope. No, I can't think of one any anything specific. How about you, uh, Super Lackey? Any weird traditions? Uh, for the last seven, eight years, I go to my friend's house for New Year's Eve and Christmas Day after we do all of our family stuff. And I stay that over there. For whatever reason, I just do that now. It's just, just part of his family, kind of. Yeah, yeah like it's just it's it's so like I'm so used to it now. It's just like just Christmas Day, I just like go over there. This is like after we do all of our stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm going to Kyle's, and I go there, and just it's been the rest of my day over there. It's just been doing it for so long. Yeah, I just I think I just feel so weird just not doing it. Yeah, it's kind of how tradition start. Yeah, you just. Yep. Yeah, you're like, hey, remember, I'll do it again this year, and then next thing you know, eight years later. You... Yep. And then it takes on a life of its own. It, it becomes kind of self-sustaining. Yep. Yep. Also, That's... for whatever reason, on Christmas Day, I always wake up before, I always get up before the sun comes up. 
I just that was we uh, were, that's we were, the, the whole nation. You're not special. <laughs> You're not special. Well, given how I usually sleep into like eleven. Yep, that's like, true even, for every single even, human being. <laughs> even single every single day, I just every single year I just get up before the sun. Just it's programmed to me on Christmas Day. Gotta get up before the sun. That's not how this <laughs> can't wait any longer than that. Yeah. Paul was the only guy who I ever saw, even as a teenager, do it. Like, at, you know, 14, 15, he slept until like 8. Yeah. Always got to wait on him. I remember that. Always waiting for Paul on Christmas Day. That's because he would stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning and see what he got once the parents went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I already know what I got. I don't need to get up. Fuck it, I already looked. I do remember, like, it was surreal the first year that I went to bed after my parents on Christmas Eve. Like, I was... Yeah. It was, like, my first Christmas back from college. And I'm just like... And you're like, well, we're, we're done. We're going to bed. Have fun playing the Wii until you... Because know? <laughs> it's like, they got my my brothers a Wii. So Christmas Eve, I remember this. Like, Christmas Eve, this is like, the year they first came out, and they were everywhere, right? Yeah, they were, they, were, they were basically impossible to find because they were. Yeah, the hot model, the thing. They get. My dad found some guy on Craigslist or eBay or something in Wichita. Hey, <laughs> we drove up to Wichita, Kansas. He bought it for twice the price. But he no was, shit. But my brothers were the only people they knew because they were all they all were trying to get weeds. You know, like like my brothers and their friends. Right. They were the only ones who got it on Christmas morning. That's awesome. <laughs> And everyone's like, where's I? Because, you know, like the tree wasn't as packed as it normally is. And they're like, where's the gift? I'm like, oh, come here. Like, remember taking him in. And he's like, look. And they're like, <gasps> yeah, they just like look at like, oh my God, we didn't think it was actually going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. It, it, it Yeah, that's the one. That's it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> I remember that feeling. I got Xbox the year it came out that way. And I come from a, you know, we, not as well off family. Not saying your family was rich or whatever, but just saying I was kind of poor. And when my <laughs> when I unwrapped a fucking Xbox, I lost my mind. I was like, "No way, we can't afford this!" Like, how the hell did you get this? Like, oh, and I got Halo with it. I got the oh, Xbox sure. and Halo. My world oh. changed. I love that's man, that game's a you know we've talked about it before that game man it changed the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not what got me addicted. What really solidified me as a gamer, like the game that I was like, oh, this is what I like doing, was um, Star Fox for Super NES. Oh, the SNES Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried mm-hmm. to go back and play that now? It's hard to even tell what's going on. <laughs> it's terrible. It's hard to even tell what's bullets and enemies and what you are. But I remember like, when what? it came out and being blown away by how gorgeous it was. It was That's, like, oh my god. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I kept trying to figure out, like, it has to be something with the screen. Or, you know, like, you have to maybe play off a of CRT. Or, you know, it's like, no, that's just kind of the graphics. It just, <laughs> they were really shitty and you didn't realize it. It's like, yeah. wow, they really were shitty and I didn't realize it. But that was the game that I was... When I beat that and I saw the credits, I was like, I'll never play another game without seeing the credits. Like, that is just something I'm going to do. It ended up, like, eventually the world kind of moved on and it wasn't a thing you did anymore. True. 
But I used to play games to see the credits. That was the whole thing. And I was one of those guys that, to me, it was, I played the whole game to see these fucking credits. We're going to watch. Oh, We're yeah. Gonna watch. You watch We're going to sit here and watch the, the whole credits. The first time through, yeah. Yeah, every time. First time yeah. through. <laughs> you watch the whole, the, the, all the yeah. way to the end. Yeah. And then after that, you just play the game. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is why we do this. I remember giving, I think it was Keith and I gave that speech. This is why we do this. This is why we play. Because he went to like he went to like skip it, and I was like, "Fuck you, man! Don't skip it." Slap the hand. Watch what you're doing. We're watching these. This is why we played. I don't what? even remember the very first game I ever beat. Star Fox. On top of my head, I can't remember the very first game I beat to see the credits. Does cheating on Mario count? <laughs> you know how you could warp. Uh huh. Watching other people warp and doing it that way, but that wasn't really earning it. First game I ever beat. It might have been Space Quest Four. Maybe. Maybe. Is Mist before that? Uh no. Uh. Mist was early. No, yeah, but I was. I mean, I got Space Quest Four when I was like seven, eight, you know, uh, young. You because know, I've been PC gaming since I was five. Yeah, your dad was an early adopter. Yeah, yeah, but he worked for tech companies, so. Mm-hmm. Good times. Oh, good times. Can you even take a stab at the first game you beat, Keithan? Was it Halo? I no, I'm pretty sure it was Donkey Kong. Donkey it. Donkey like Donkey Kong, Kong 64 for the, for the uh, no for the uh, Super NES. Yeah, Super NES. I, I remember that game like bouncing around the barrels and stuff. Yeah, that was shooting out of the barrels with yeah. the, the rhino and everything. I think that's the very first game I beat. I think that was the greatest game on Super <clears throat> NES. That was a great game. Yep. Well. Mario. There's so Mario's. many games. Mario is probably the best game on Super NES, though. Yes. I know a lot of people tell you it's either the Legend, the, the Zelda game on SNES or Chrono Trigger. Oh, Chrono Trigger. What was the other one? The Zelda. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I've never played that one. Is it good? It's some people consider it the best. Really? Yeah. Wow. Lots to... of. And thing is, I've played it in. I don't know about now. But the world seemed giant compared yeah. to even the original Zeldas and every other Zelda that I played. That was even after I played the 64. Like the world seemed bigger in the, in the, uh, the SNES version. The, uh, the uh, N64 version, Austrian of Time, is the game that I had the worst recollection of the graphics like to me Austrian of time when i played it the first time through was like penny arcade beautiful Mm -hmm. you know just gorgeously drawn awesome shading and lighting and depth of field and all of that and man when i went back you know because i watched like i was on twitch and i saw somebody speed running so i clicked on it and i was like what that's not what I remember it looking like at all. You know, like you could see behind walls and shit if you move the camera because it was third person. You could right. you know, you'd see behind walls and shit. And there'd just be black space. And I'm like, what? I don't remember any of that. You know, just totally like, oh, that's so gross. Oh, I still remember the first time seeing Mario 64 because that was like the first oh, real yeah. 3D game that a lot of us saw. I'm just like, oh, yes. what? Yeah. It was the at, most beautiful thing. Toys R Us, right? Yeah. Or, Mm-hmm. Or, or Babbage's or whatever in the mall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember that. Just, it had a huge line because they would let you play for free. It was one of those where they first tried to like demo systems and stuff. Right. 
No, that was good. <sighs> that and pilot wings. I remember pilot wings blowing my mind. I was like, wow, a 3D environment where you can fly for N64. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even played that. I just saw it. Never owned it. Oh, so but I got every single goddamn star on uh, Mario. Nice. That's hard to do. Yeah, all 162 or whatever it is. Every single one of them. All the secret stars, everything. Twice. Because I was bored as a child. <laughs> and like I said, I was broke. So I might have got an Xbox and Halo. That was it. That was it. That was it. I just played Halo. <laughs> I, I beat that game on Legendary before, you know, as a 13-year-old before I played another game. I'm trying to think of, like, the games, some of the games I really obsessed over when I was young. Uh, do Civilizations. You like Civilization. You played the fuck out of Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that game that was churned-based that was on the internet where you bought tower turrets and you would, like, spy on each other and... And it was like a text, text, mm-hmm. text, like utopia. Text. Utopia. It wasn't utopia, because it it was because it had like technology in, involved. Remember, you would, yeah, I remember. But I don't. You remember. would send thousands of them at people, and that was you were obsessed with that game. You played it every day, oh. or every couple hours when you got churns or whatever. However, it worked. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking like earlier than that, like. The adventure games, like the King's Quest games, obsessed over those. Uh, Dark Forces, Dark, like the original, like the uh, Star Wars FPS. Yes, oh, yes. So good. Back when they realized you didn't always have to be a Jedi to do things. Right. It was okay to play the bad guy. <laughs> well, it wasn't a, he was just in the world. He was a, oh. he was a mercenary in the world. He didn't become a Jedi until the, the second game. but That's cool. You know, you were just in the world and, like, doing raids on bases. And, you know, like, the rebels would hire you because they needed a hired gun. That kind of thing. Fun. It that was fun. Sense. Oh, it was super fun. Like, and going back, I'm like, how do I ever play this, you know? But got to remember that my laptop screen's bigger than most of my computer screens. All of my computer screens growing up were, you know, we had those, like, 12 or 14-inch giant CRTs that you could murder people with if you, if you could, could lift pick it. it up yeah if you could pick it up <laughs> these kids have it so easy they do they'll never know yeah like I've got this 24 inch at work that's you know yeah inch thick maybe I'm just like, Doop. yeah mine's a 23 inch and it's smaller than a bifold wallet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. With nothing in it, you know what I mean? Like, just the, the leather, the bifold. <sighs> the first game, I was now thinking about it, I religiously played was Halo 1. I beat the game on every single difficulty, except for two maps on Legendary. It was the first one and the last one. Yeah. I accidentally deleted that file. I, I would like, my I wanted to deleted. cry. I felt so defeated. I was like, all the work I've put in for like the past month is just—it's gone. I have—it's all gone. Yeah, and it was, man. Legendary was a grind. I could not do the first God. mission on Legendary for whatever reason. I did—I did the library on Legendary, and I was like, oh, this is so bad. The first mission could not do it to save my life. The first I mission I had to—I had to cheese it. 
I had to get in corners and places where it was hard for them to hit you. I had to. I couldn't beat the first one. I did beat it, but I couldn't hardly do it. And uh, I don't think I actually ever beat the library. I don't think I ever did that on Legendary. I eventually did. It was just you had to take it really, really slow. That was how. That was that was the story of Legendary. And that's not how that goddamn game's supposed to be played. Turn that shit on easy and go in there swinging like a, yeah. you know. Yep. That's how it should be played. Should be, da, 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 and shit should just be falling at your feet. That game Dude, should be fun. Halo 2, when I was playing that on Legendary, got became a lot easier when uh, the flood came around because I learned that if you shot where the uh, parasite was, it would kill just him. the carbine or the, uh, or the BR, it would just instantly kill them. So like the game just became so much easier because you just like one tap everything. And you're like oh well, majority of the levels in Halo Two were flood. So I just simplified it really easily. Yeah, was Pro back, tip. Yeah, it was actually back when you could play Halo on PC. Oh. They released the first two on PC. Yep. Actually, I actually, I actually have the first one. <laughs> wow. Yep, I have the I have the first one, and I have it on PC. Maybe that's I need to put that on the on the rig and turn the graphics all the way up. <laughs> My graphics card will flip me off from inside the case. Like really? I'm not even gonna do this. I'm gonna let the dedicated graphics on the motherboard do this. Yeah, the integrated you know, Intel uh, graphics. Yep. Yep. That's also sad when the new the new Halo that came out, they actually took it off split screen. I was like, Wow, that's Kind of just no split away. screen multiplayer. No split screen. Bummer. I was just like, wow, that's um. End of I mean, that's right. right that's there. like a right in the feels for the Halo franchise for me. It's like <laughs> grew up playing Halo against my brothers and friends. How I can't on the same TV. Like they still did it to this day. It just bothered me that you can't do that now. Ah, I keep losing the things. And it's sad. Yep. <laughs> but hey, it's almost Christmas, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. going for us. Yeah, I'd have and decided. Almost, and almost my birthday now, I think about it. That's nice. true. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to have everything from Christmas through New Year's off. Like, I'm going to burn some serious vacation and actually take a break. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm talking not about. Not go anywhere. Not do anything, just hang around the house, write and play Dota. That's all I'm gonna do for like four days. Oh, Dota! Did you uh, see the new Dota update that they I, released? Oh yeah, but and I gotta give it. You're up talking to, to a guy who's got like how many hours? Uh, ten twenty-five. One thousand twenty-five hours. Yep. I maybe got five. So. <laughs> oh, but I, I gotta give it up to Val because. It's very, it's uh, very well known that Valve, uh, they monitor the, the Dota 2 Reddit pretty seriously. Yeah. You know, they actually, someone would be like, hey, here's a bug, and I'll be fixed within a couple hours. You know, that kind of thing. And so everyone for the last week or so has been buzzing that because uh, there's a bigger tournament called the Summit, which just ended uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. It's like, oh, it's gonna happen because the uh, the next really big tournament's happening, like starting in like a month and a half. They're like, oh, if they're gonna do it, and they all they almost always release a patch right around Christmas because they put out a Christmas map and everything else. And 
which I love. I love the Christmas ad. It's got snow and presents and all sorts of shit on it. It's, it's really fun. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it today. You know, this was yesterday. It's so about, I guess, about four or five o'clock yesterday afternoon. Uh, Dota on their, their patch site puts up this giant splash screen that says coming soon. Everyone's like starts freaking out on Reddit and freaking out and freaking out. Like, oh my God, it's going to be any time now. going to be any time now. going to be any time. It didn't drop until like five or six o'clock this afternoon. They just took the troll <laughs> game to a whole new level. It's like, good job, Valve. Good job. I, I approve. Everyone on. And what makes it crazier is only a few people know who Ice Frog is. Like, if you're not in Valve or one of his personal friends, you really no one really knows who this Ice Frog guy is who runs who runs Dota. So it's all like so everyone has just like so there's all these like you know, like anthropomorphized frogs that people use to like <laughs> this is this is Ice Frog. He's, people don't even know if he actually exists or not. <laughs> just an account being ran by multiple people well the thing is is like ice frog when dota was becoming a thing way back and way back in the you know warcraft days warcraft three days what his one of his one his version of dota became really popular because there was all sorts of different versions of dota some are still being played like han and hell depending on where you are in the world you can still play dota one um and then Valve hired him, and then, but no one never, you know, it was one of those things like early internet. You didn't know it's like pre Facebook and all that stuff. You didn't know who this guy was. He doesn't have a Twitter, nothing. He just makes Dota. That's crazy. But if you want to learn some Dota, Keith, and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you. <laughs> uh, I was just, uh, what are your thoughts about? Because I, I, I haven't had a chance to really go over it a ton. Um, one of the heroes I play a lot got some interesting changes. There's a couple new items that I think are going to be really interesting to see how they interact with the game. Um, it's always hard to tell this early in the patch. You, you have ideas of how you think things are going to synergize, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. Uh, so yeah, it's they've they're changing the map a little bit, which will probably be good. Um, probably make it a little bit more even, but I th I think it'll be a good patch. The new items look fun. They aren't like super like the last is it two patches? I guess two patches ago six yeah six point eight four. They introduced a lot of new items. And uh, some of them were really, like, crazy big and did some interesting stuff. But in the end, it'll be Dota. You know. Yeah. They've changed how, like, creeps spawn a little bit, which will change some of the interactions and, like, the pulls and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm a thousand hours in. I just feel like I'm just not getting good at the game. <laughs> That's why I'm scared to play it. But the thing is, if, if I had somebody, like, teaching me this stuff, like, I didn't know anyone who played. And I was like, well, I, I've been reading about it. And then the documentary came out. I'm like, I'll give it a try. And, like, the first, like, five hours, I hated it. It's like, this is stupid. I'm not going to play anymore. 
No shit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it is a different beast between like League of Legends and Smite and Han or uh, Hots. It is. It's a hundred percent a different beast. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But like, if you had people who could like teach you like, be, like item builds and stuff, because they're very specific. I mean, you can definitely switch some things up with item builds, but there's some pretty standard item builds for every hero and. Yeah. You know, just like how to move around the map and last hit and all that stuff. If you got, you know, a league background, you could probably pick pick up a lot of the basics pretty quick. Yeah, the hardest thing I have with it is the uh as I don't understand the I, uh, there's a lot of champions in there and I don't understand the interaction between the champions and what items you're supposed to be getting. So I'm like, is this guy supposed to be, you know, melee assassin or is he supposed to be am I supposed to be building this stuff or I just don't I just don't see that stuff. Like some of my friends do, right? And you know, a lot. I mean, there's there's some heroes that I played enough to where I like I kind of build my own builds for them. That some people don't like. They're like, they're like, why are you doing this? I'm like, trust me, it'll be cool. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. I've got 200 games on this guy. Just shut the fuck up. Trust me, I'm a professional. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> uh, but a lot of times, it's just this. You know, for the most part, just use a stand sort of standard build you read on the internet. Yeah. So, but yeah, Dota's great. I love it. I, I, I joke that I used to play video games. Now I just play Dota. Yep. <laughs> I know the feeling. League is uh, it's quite time-consuming, too. Mm-hmm. League of Losers? What? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I, I acknowledge Dota is a way, way harder game to play. I like Smite. Smite's, Smite's a fun game. I've heard Smite's a lot of fun. I think what is daunting about Dota is the hero pool is completely open from the start. And there's, you know, there's a hundred and something yeah, heroes and true. and so he's like oh, it takes a while to find one that she like can there work with a, I don't remember his name but he is a clone I know Han cloned him from the original like Dota and then he's in Dota 2 his name was Blacksmith and Han he has the uh, he does like a range attack that stuns and it has a chance to multiply like times 4 damage he, he, uh, he carries a, a mallet. I can't remember its name, but there's like a warrior's mallet for it. I can't remember his name. He has a chance for multicast. And he increases his... Uh, Ogre Magi. Also. Ogre Magi, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ogre's fine. He's a good support. I love him. <laughs> none of my friends like playing him. Because we played Han, none of my friends like playing Blacksmith because they can never get the multicast. I was really lucky and always got the high multicast anytime I wanted to. <laughs> like so, like they just hated me for it. Yeah, Ogre is a good one. I generally play carry, but uh, I've been playing a bit more support just to get more versatile. And this last patch, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I didn't have any. Key, almost every patch I've been able to find at least one hero that I could I could take over a, a game with or close yeah, like to it. Kind of basically, well, not even that. It's just like they click for me. And what was really bad is one hero I'd been playing forever. His name is Bloodseeker. And I got him like, I was almost 200 games on him. And I've been playing him since like 6.8. 
zero or six point seven nine or whatever. And he's always been a good hero. And then in six point eight four, they overbuffed him. Oh, and that's, then, that's always the worst feeling. Well, it was awesome because no one else was no one else had been playing him for the last year. So I could just go into these games and go like twenty two and one and just crush people, and it was great. But then they 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 brought out the nerf hammer. And it wasn't just like the normal Nerf Hammer. It was like Thor Nerf Hammer. Just boosh. Like, the I tried to, of God. It yeah. was terrible. It was so bad. And he's just, he's he's basically not viable anymore. And it's for someone who's got 200 hours on him. Like a quarter of, or a fifth of my Dota is this one hero. <laughs> like he's almost not playable anymore. Damn. Yeah, that is that is the greatest fear of someone who has a has a main that they like to play is that they overbuff him because like because they know deep down inside like they're not going to nerf him right and he's just going to be unviable after the nerf. Oh, it, it is the worst feeling. The thing that Bloodseeker had, well, he had, he's, he had one specific ability that granted him bonus movement speed. I think I know which one you're talking about. He's he's in Han too. And what happened? And he was the only character who was allowed to break the max movement speed. So the maximum speed is like five five fifty or whatever. So he was well, the fastest guy in the game. Period. Right. And in six point eight four, they buffed and they, they and from what I understand, they thought it was going to be a nerf. Like they were trying to nerf him, but they changed one of they changed the, the thirst is what the ability is called. And I was getting that guy up over a thousand at one point, like thousand move speed at times. Which you you cannot run anything like some of the biggest ults in the game you can just outrun. <laughs> it's one of those things where I could run across the map almost as fast as you can teleport. You know yeah. that's where they. I was just, oh, it was fun. You're like, well, nerf hammer's coming. I can tell. I can feel it. Oh, the thing is, like, you know, it's coming when it starts getting like draft banned a lot in the pro scene. Like, oh, yep. like they started getting picked about halfway through the patch, and like, oh crap! Oh, yep. uh, please don't do it too bad. Okay. But one of my early heroes that I've got a lot of games on, he got he got uh, buffed very solidly in this patch. So I'll probably bring out bring him out again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I played. We like I said, I played Han a little bit, which is you know a Dota clone. So like, I don't know like the who they're supposed to be clones of, but like I recognize them when I see them. Like uh, there was one on Han. Her name was Moon Queen, and her name in Dota is Luna. Uh, Luna's fun. I loved that character. <laughs> Yeah, Luna, Luna's a lot of fun. I used to play her a lot. I used to play her a whole lot. Um, God, yeah. I've, I think Dota's the first MOBA. I've, Dota 2 is the first MOBA I've played. I went from Han to League of Legends, and I played Smite, and I basically just play like every... There is everyone except for Dota. It's too, it's too scary. Too big. Too many people to play. Just don't know what to pick. No, you know, like I said, if you want to, like, want to come over, I can, you know, come over to the dark side. I'll teach you how to play Dota, and I'll ruin your life forever. 
I think we should play some zombies. Oh, yeah, we need to definitely play for some Left 4 Dead. Oh, yes, Left 4 Dead. Dude, get the downloaded maps, the modded maps. Those things are crazy. And some of the funniest moments in Left 4 Dead 2 are playing a uh, Silent Hill uh, a downloaded map for Left 4 Dead 2, dude. We're sitting there like, is it, we're, we're going clear in the building. Or like, I was like, this is really quiet. There's nothing really going on. And like, we walk into the room, and apparently, I walked on the spawn point of the horde of zombies. And so the next thing I know, I'm like, I can't move. And the next thing I know, there's a lot of screaming in my ear. I'm surrounded by 40 zombies. Like, I just start screaming. They're like, what's wrong? They're like, I get out of the room. I come right out of the room. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, zombies. And like, like, it, like, I was watching a friend stream it, and it literally is just me running out of the room, and the 40 zombies running out behind me. They're like, oh my god! <laughs> it is... It, it is so much fun. And then the charger charging us off the off a bridge was kind of hilarious, because it just came out of the dark, because it's really dark. And the next thing you know, it's just, you're, you're like, where is that coming from? And you just see my friend just fly off the map, and just fly off in the ocean, you're like, oh, okay, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Those Alan maps are fun. Yeah, I want to play that. Right. Do you have a Left 4 Dead 2? Or is it 1? I have I Left 4 Dead 2. I have both. I haven't got the first one. I do have the second one, though. They are a lot of fun. I know there's a... I don't know if they still have the online multiplayer still or not. But I do know they have the... Uh, like I said, you can download... like. Uh, Maps and stuff like that, and go do them. I gotta still be able to do like co-op, like online co-op, though. Not a yeah. Well, yeah, we should be able to sure. play together, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you can play together. I was thinking yeah. about like the multiplayer where uh, it's four v four. There's uh, four people play the uh, mutants of the zombies, and there's four people playing survival. No, nah. you got I mean, that. That sounds awesome. I didn't know that was a thing, but still, it's, as long as we can just fight zombies together, I'm down. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's a uh, you get some people who get some good strategies on some maps, and you just can't beat them. Right. Right, yeah. Now, when it, especially when it comes to shooters, I don't want to play online against people, for the most part. Like, <laughs> they're better than me. I don't play a lot of shooters. I'm just going to be dead all the time. That doesn't seem like fun to me. Yeah, that's a uh, controversy about uh, Counter-Strike. Yeah, Counter-Strike's so fucking hard. No, the, uh, recently, the last update they had, they... Oh, they killed the game. Well, they no, did. No one was happy about it. They released a new gun that was broken as hell. That's they nerfed what, it. That's what Keith and, I mean, that's what uh, Ray said. It's like, you can just one-shoot kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, that's not that good, ain't... dude. Trust me, it's not good. $850, and you can just walk around the game and just... I mean, it was just like Wild Wild West. And everyone just had a revolver, and everyone was just running around the map just shooting at each other. Or something <laughs> like it was like, Counter-Strike went out the window, like... Yeah, good, it just turned into gold, like in. gold mine with the golden guns again. Yes. Remember that? Like dual wielding golden guns. People, people were making a joke where, uh, like, making the joke. They posted a picture of the golden gun from 007, like Goldeneye. They're like, where Valve got the inspiration for the R8. Because <laughs> like anywhere on the map, you just got shot and you died. You're like, all right, that's fun. And then they, um, well, they nerfed that. But it was, it kind of seemed like a. Um, it was kind of like they're trying to mask something. They're doing something really bad. Is they just really still really overpowered gun because they nerfed the rifles. And they nerfed them so bad that like you basically there's no there's no skill in aiming. It is literally you just start spraying at people. There's no there's no one tapping. You don't like, tap for the headshot. You don't do any of that. You just held down the trigger and start spraying at them. Uh oh. 
and they're about to go about that. And just recently, just actually before we started the podcast, they actually released a brand new patch that came back out and they reverted the rifle nurse. Oh, good. That's one of those things where, like, it seemed like a good idea, and in testing, you're like, "Ah, this this seems okay. I used, used, and I have, like, I'll develop enterprise solutions for software, you know? And it'll work fine for me. This thing's only going out to, like, 100 people at most. Sometimes it's only, like, 10. And they'll just break it the moment I hand it out to them. Like, damn it, I thought I was done. Yeah, you hand it to the machine. (laughs) Give it to the internet, the the big machine, for an hour and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll they'll break anything. Like, that's that's something I was, like, happened in Dota. They pushed um, Reborn, which is uh, Source 2. They they completely redid the game, and it was it was kind of broken, nearly unplayable for a while. And everyone was like, "Why would they do this? Why would they do this?" Like, well, you can only do so much beta testing with like a hundred users. Yep. Give it to a couple million people, and they're going to find all the bugs really fast, really quick. And the thing is, is within a couple of weeks, it was pretty much Dota again. Yeah, that's the same thing that happened uh, in League. They. Uh... They did a big item change. a bunch of items, and they re- they changed the uh, item Black Cleaver, and they made the passive of it not unique. So you would you would build. It was called the League of Black Cleavers during like the, <laughs> during the they didn't they didn't nerf it until like a month later too. That was that was the bad part. Is That's that the worst. It hit, what the problem was it came with health, flat armor pin, flat damage. And then it had scaling um, percent armor pin too on top of it. Mm. It would stack up to five times, so you had twenty five percent armor pin. So you would literally just stack them. Uh, that's all you do is just stack them on like a big bruiser guy. In one hit, you had full armor pin on someone, and they, no one could fight you. You had max cooldown. You had max pin. Like you just killed everyone. That was the entire game of League of Legends. It was just everyone built black cleavers, and that was it. I hate playing like when that's. In that, you know, when the game's like that, unless I'm the guy with the black cleaver, and then I fucking love it. <laughs> I loved running around Modern Warfare 2 with the uh, the Akimbo 1887s. Yep. Oh. I was like, oh, I'm glad I found this before everybody else. You know, it's just like, you're like, I'm a god. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm glad the internet's, you know, because that was when the internet wasn't quite the internet yet. Yeah, when you find something broken before everyone else, you're like, yep, all right, I'm going to abuse this while I can. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels great doing it until you're running around getting shot by, you know, once everybody gets a Kimbo 1887s, no one's special anymore. Yeah, like a week or just like a few <laughs> days later. Actually, no, back then, it was like a week later until people started figuring it out. And then um, then it came back down to, like, skill. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't have as good a skill as they did, so I started losing again. It's like, God damn it. I liked having an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then people started figuring out the one-man army, danger close, noob tubes. I was just like, that's uh, when I quit playing. Uh, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, out of all much pain that game brought me, I've, that was the most fun I've ever had in Call of Duty. Yep. It was also like everything was broken, so it was fun. Yeah, everything was broken, <laughs> so it was awesome. Game developers need to understand that when everything is broken, nothing is broken. Like you gotta have that mentality. Like it's it's so much fun, but like you can just do random things like that. Yeah, just make everything overpowered. Because when then when you get to when you're like nothing's good except for this one broken item, and it's not fun. There's like I don't want to use that. That's not fun. I'd much rather have like twenty things that are completely broken, like broken guns, broken things you can do in the game. Instead of just having one, 
Right. I just, I just never liked that. Yeah, it's fun when there's like five game, what five guns that are overpowered, and people argue about whether they're the most broken. Yep. Rather than having just the ACR. Yeah. It's just the ACR or the FAMAS. It's like, well, we all use the FAMAS because we all agree it's broken. Yep. That's what uh, Advanced Warfighter and Call of Duty. That's what they did. They uh, they nerfed a bunch of the good guns. There's a bunch of there's really good guns. They nerfed them all. They buffed like two. And one of the ones they buffed, they overbuffed it, and literally that's all you saw was played was that's that one gun. For the rest of the time the game was out, it was just, you used that one gun. Like no one used any other gun. I was like, this isn't fun. It's not. That's Wait, not what this game's it, about. It is so funny how some of those like nerfings work. Where uh, a couple patches ago in Dota, uh, they changed how a couple of the abilities on the sniper, and everyone's like, oh, sniper got hit with the nerf hammer. The next thing you know, he's one of the most powerful heroes in the entire <laughs> game. You're seeing him every match almost. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, because like someone, someone found some like item synergy with him where if you put them together, it was really hard to beat. Yep. I know the feeling. League does it. That, that happens in League almost every single patch. They'll like buff someone and you just look at it you're like, oh, that, that, was, a, that was a quality of life change and like the very next game, you're like, that, that that's broken. That shouldn't be a game. Like, that should never be a thing. Well, the thing with this with Sniper is everyone thought he was done. Like, like oh, no one's ever going to pick him. And the next, you know, like, and it was a while through the patch, too. You start seeing him picked up in pro games. And you're like, what? A Sniper in a pro game? You know, like, you watch him, you're like, oh, well, damn it. <laughs> yep. It's weird with the pros value though. Oh yeah, they play they play the game completely differently than than we do. Yep, it's and it's weird because like such a minor nerf, you just kind of look at it. You're like, oh, like you know, ten more mana and max rank for a spell. I mean, that's not a big deal. Pro scene, that's not even viable. Get that out of here. We got they were switching it out completely. We got a new people to play with. I'm like, it's only ten mana. Like that's nothing. But yeah, just, when they're chaining you know, like nine spells together and just yeah, it's weird. But that's exactly right. Oh yeah, and I don't know how it is in league, but like Dota in the last six months to a year is just they've gone next level. Like I used to watch pro Dota and be like, yeah, these guys are good, but eh, now I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're professionals. They're really, really good. Yeah, that uh, league kind of started off. It was more like a it kind of looked like a bunch of friends got together and they kind of had something going on and made a team. That's what it looked like for a few years. And now it's just like pro teams, pro, like there's a coach. You're getting, you're getting up in this time. You're doing like, they're, they're a team. They're like, they're strategy meetings all day long. There's, they're practicing all day long. They have certain, they study the patch notes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They talk about the meta. Yeah, you, like, you I don't even watch, know there is a meta, much less understand you, it. You watch, you watch the pro scene two, three years ago, league. And you watch them now. You're like, those people had no clue what they were doing. They were just playing the game. They right. were just literally playing the game. And now it's just like they're breaking the game. Like you're just seeing things as like, like I didn't know people can play that good. Holy crap! <laughs> and I like, I'll, I'll like try like do like key combinations like how do they hit so many buttons at one time i don't know are they just slapping the keyboard and hoping something good happens i know what's going no. on they do it on purpose that's the scary part that is the scary part like uh there's like champion and league of legends zed 
he's just you just watch him. You're just, I I play him. I'm like I don't I don't see how people play this guy. Like they're hopping around because like you just throw a clone out and you can go to your clone and like there's like four clones you can put out and you're like casting spells in all different directions. I'm like I don't know. Brain can't compute. Can't can't follow what's happening. Yeah, I can't micro. Like there's a couple of micro heroes like that in Dota, yep. and I just can't do it. So my one of my friends can, and he's vicious with it. But I just the Beastmaster uh, or whatever. Uh, well, let's see. There's a, cu- a couple micro heroes, which I think Zed sounds like Meepo. Uh, there's Meepo, Inspector, and Naga Siren. And Naga is a weird hero because Naga generally starts out as a support, like hard support. And about 30 minutes in, somehow, because its ability to farm can just transition into the core number one carry. And it's such a weird transition. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I got a D&D going on right now, so... Oh, yeah, we need to call it soon, so let's call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's a long one, too. I hate to cut it short, or long, I guess, however you want to say it, but, I mean, I got to... Normally we do an hour, and we're an hour and 40 in, so I think we did okay. Yeah, uh, it just D&D last night uh, got canceled because uh, two people couldn't make it. Uh, so uh, we moved it tonight. And <clears throat> they started 20 minutes ago, so we should let them go. Right. Actually, we started like we started like 10 minutes ago. He got our, our, D, our raid or DM got late, got home late. All there right. you go then. All right, well. All right, y'all. Y'all have a happy Merry Christmas, a happy New Year. Yeah. All we'll that good stuff. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Bye.